Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Leverage 10 podcast inside the writer's room. I'm your host, Kayla Dobson, and I'm joined by some amazing people. If you guys can introduce yourselves. Show is amazing. It's very, it's very awkward. Word. I love uh, it. It's John Rogers, executive producer. Uh, Jeff Thorne. Co-producer. Co-producer. Oh, yeah. That's right, bitches. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Chris Downey, executive producer. Joe Hortua, executive story editor. Jen Cow, story editor. This week, we'll be giving you a sneak peek inside the writer's room. All the writers are back from hiatus and are already working hard on some new leverage scripts for you. Uh, we've put together some great questions to give everyone a, an inside look. So if you guys are ready, we'll jump right in. Uh, absolutely ready. <laughs> All right. Can you tell us a little bit about the writers that are returning to the show this season and if there are any new faces? And what? give us a taste of everyone's backgrounds and what does everyone bring to the table? Everybody's, uh, it's it's no more or less disappointing than last year's staff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's all the same writers. It's all the same writers from last year. As I mentioned on the blog, we actually turned the staff over almost 100% last year. Uh, and so it was a lot of new not, writers. Not by choice. Not so by choice. Fled, fled, fled to bigger, other bigger, bigger high-paying network shows. Bastards. And... Uh, uh, with love, we send them with love, <laughs> but um, you know, but that allowed a lot of the like, you know, you you moved up. I did. Writer Thank you for leaving, everyone. There you go. <laughs> Dead man's boots, as they said in World That's War One. Right. Uh, so it's the same. It's the same group, and, and it's actually interesting. We have a very varied uh, bunch of humans with backgrounds that bring a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, I did physics and stand up, and have a knowledge of bizarre crap. Uh, Jen, I was, um, you know, an English major. I was going to be a medievalist, and then came here. A medievalist. Yeah. Medievalist. Really? Yeah. Was there a lot of ch- what, what do you do as a medievalist? <laughs> you spend a lot of time in the library. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just reading yeah. scrolls. Dusty. Yeah, pretty, much. Yeah. pretty much. No time machine? <laughs> uh, my background's in mostly theater and also TV, but in journalism. Um, you were a journalist. That's right. You were a journalist for a while. Yeah. Major, yeah, man. Okay. And so did you ever did you ever work on a paper? No, no. I got sidetracked. I was my plan was to go to uh, DC and be a political hill reporter. That was Holy crap. that was my plan. Wow. But uh, then yeah. I took some playwriting classes, and then the rest was history. <laughs> you realize when that sweet <laughs> playwriting money started raining out of the yeah. sky. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. as compared to the sweet uh, yes. cap state capital uh, <laughs> yes, uh, reporter money. Job. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. I did the same kind of thing. I was journalism and law. So uh, I know all about that sweet state capital for <laughs> yeah. cheap money. Chris, Chris uh, not only was uh, was a lawyer, he actually uh, worked at a firm. When I met him, he was still working at the firm where they defended leverage bad guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. the, the white-collar scum we kick in the neck every week. He was... Uh, who's, who's the worst guy? Worst guy you know? uh, Well, I mean, I, I don't know if without, it's... A, without mentioning Oh, no, 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 no. I won't mention any names. But uh, uh, we once had a... Um, this was years ago... We had lunch. We used to talk about whose client was most evil. This is all the uh, <laughs> the uh, these are the, the, the the associates. This is how we'd spend our time. So someone said, uh, "I got one. Uh, my guy uh, sold fissionable materials to shadowy people in the Middle East this was like 15 years ago." I was like, "Wow, that's pretty bad." All right, all right, I got that beat. Uh, my guy electrocuted racehorses for the insurance money. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my That's god. W- which is where we got the story for. Yeah, we got that uh, uh, two horse, two horse first job. year. Oh and uh, then uh, another guy said, uh, "Yeah, I got a guy who looted the trust funds of Holocaust survivors." <laughs> we were like, "We're out! <laughs> the winner! We have a winner! We have a winner of evil!" Oh, you're genuinely shocked, Kayla. We don't make this up. All the exactly. bad guys on Leverage are real. This is why we need to do this podcast, because I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. And what did you do? Uh, I had another job. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I had another job. 
job, Jeff Thorne. What did you do? All right, fine. I was an actor. I was a professional actor for several years. I was on several shows, and I quit that and foolishly quit that and became a writer and was broke for almost an equal amount of time. But you wrote. You were actually a successful. You wrote novels. Yes, I wrote. Yeah. I wrote a novel. I got some stuff out. Comics. Just yeah. uh, a really just anything to pay bills and not have my wife leave me in a huff. Mm-hmm. So or a minute and a half. A minute and a half. Uh, no, uh, no, I'm the only one who's going to get no, that No, that's joke. not good. All right, that's, no, it's okay. No, no. <laughs> we'll watch the movie later. Well, I'm moving on from that. Here's something that I actually want to know. Most of the writers haven't been in the writer's room for four to six months. What usually happens during a writer's hiatus? Uh, everyone, it, it depends. A lot of people work on their own projects to try to get like their pilots and the stories they want to tell up. You know, uh, A lot of people take... Separate projects. Uh, I usually write a movie or work on a movie during hiatus. I just did a, rewrote an old movie I had, converting it over to be an animated movie, which was kind of cool because back when we wrote it, there were no animated movies. You know, now they rain out of the sky. Uh, but you know, you, you've got you got you got time. Uh, you know, we don't have because it used to be the schedules aligned. So sometimes you could actually go to another show. Uh, Christine Boylan first year actually went to another show on her hiatus. Uh, now the the way that the production cycle lines up, you don't keep, can't quite usually manage to do that. Uh, what did you guys do during your hiatus? Uh, I wrote a bunch of uh, Ben Ten episodes Uh-oh. and a novel. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I wrote a play commission that I owed, and I, I rode my bike quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You wrote a play commission. Somebody commissioned a play. Yeah, yeah. The Mark Taper Forum here oh, in L.A. Oh, yeah, somebody. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like I'm a humble brag, just drop that. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute, but this is like this is like my story. Like now, it's a kicker. You created the best thing of all. Uh, let's see. So I stopped on June seventeenth, and then on June twenty eighth, I had a baby. So that's, that's what I was up to. We're still disappointed it's not named after us, but we've been leverage cow. He is named. Paul, Joe, Josh, Scott, he just doesn't know it. No, and it, that was our first room baby, actually. It was really cool. because, yeah. We, yeah, we had the first time we had a pregnant writer in the room, so we had to decide what was the room bit. Was it like crazy pregnant mom or sinister fetus? And we fell firmly on sinister fetus. Yes, easily. Yeah, evil, evil Andy right. Christ baby really became the running guy. All right. And he is adorable. He's he is adorable. super. I, even I am not a fan of babies. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's moved you so comfortable window. to say that. Well, you, you, know what, say that. You, you know what? You know what? My favorite I'm, I'm moment is, is the fact <laughs> I had my birthday party and... Um, and you brought him to my birthday party. Like, I had a birthday party at a bar, oh, right. at like, you know, on, in Hollywood, and all of a sudden, Jen and her husband show up with the bassinet, like, here's nice. the baby. I'm like, that baby is getting started early. <laughs> I like that's, this. That was a good, that's he a was good adorable. game to bring him yeah. to a bar. You're gonna make it, kid. <laughs> See, I was expecting to hear about all the parties during hiatus. So. <laughs> no, everybody puts their heads down. Yeah, I, think, I think everyone's, I think in order to be a screenwriter, either a film or anything else, you have to be a, uh, obsessive-compulsive enough that, that that's what you do. You write. You know, and mm-hmm. if somebody gives you more spare time, you write more. Mm. Unless, you know, a sinister fetus is stealing your free time. But, you know, exactly. yeah. generally otherwise. Well, I'm following up on that. How long does it take to write an episode of Leverage? And how long does it take to write the entire season? We usually bang out the whole season, what, three weeks? And then just <laughs> skim the rest of the money? Yeah. Well, um, isn't, isn't it that it takes, a, the, the an- short answer is it takes as, as long as three weeks or four weeks? Well, I tell or you, as few as a as a day and a half. We've broken <laughs> we've broken a story in a day and a half. We've actually gone from hey we should do this story to a full script in three days. We've done that more than once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we've had episodes that took us two years to figure out. 
So yeah, really, it depends true. on yeah that that's, that we had There's ideas, cards, up on, the board, cards yeah, up on the board or stuff. I mean, you know, Zanzibar Marketplace took a whole year. It went through like yeah, four yeah, versions. King George went through three versions. Yep. Even the three card Monty went through two. Mm-hmm. You know, so really, it, it it totally depends on the script. Your your plan is to take about a week and a bit to break it in the room. Okay. The writer takes it for a few days to to work it out to where it fits their style. Mm-hmm. We're not like some rooms where we dictate how you write the script. We break the story with you and then we send you off and. You know, guy goes and you execute it, uh, and then you have two weeks to write it, and then uh, and two then it weeks? comes back. Awesome. Yeah, not you. Oh, I can't no. give you that sort of spare time. That's no. you just you'll unfair, spin out of control. Unfair. It is unfair, but life's unfair. Get used That's to it. Really Thanks, John. When getting more into the actual writers' room process, what is the process like of having to jump back into that room? How do you get it up and running, and how do you keep it running, and how much alcohol is involved? I. I, you know, the alcohol thing I'm beginning to think is, as I sit here with a drink in my hand, beginning, beginning to, no, it's, it's, it, it's actually, it's actually not, it's not exaggerated in any way, shape, or form, alcohol is crucial. Um, you know what, everyone's a fan of the show, and also everyone had had ideas last year that we hadn't got to do, so a lot of people came back with stuff like, ah, remember that thing I'd been talking about anyway, I really wanted to do it, some people had really fully developed the ideas out over the course mm-hmm. of the hiatus, so they came in with, here's a whole episode almost. Um, a lot of people came with new stuff, which is great. And then uh, that's really that first week, Chris and I just have everyone kind of spit out what they're thinking, what they'd like to do, what he and I think are the arcs for this year, and what we'd like to do with the characters, and then everyone kind of throws it out there. And and this is actually Chris's thing. He's like, you know, you know a good story when you hit the table and like all eight people lean forward. Like, oh, that one, that one's, you know, it's got some great hook or some great thing to it. Mm-hmm. And then those are the ones we just tend to follow the ones that create the most enthusiasm or have the most interesting hooks. Yeah. Every now and then someone will clap. And then, <laughs> then you know you have a good episode. Yeah. And then actually Jen had such a great uh, little factoid on her story that Josh Sher didn't want to follow her. He's like, pass. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> kind of like, like, like yeah. stand-up, right? Yeah, I can't like, go on after that. I'm going to go. Yeah. I want to yeah. 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 send it over to Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why wouldn't Jeff take that? Well, no, you have a big personality. You can you can fill in that space. Yeah. That, yeah. Apparently. Or, you're, you're a nice little actor. Stop it. <laughs> That's a Frank's thing, by the way. They're just saying I'm fat in a really nice way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lots and lots of presents. By the way, if you want Jeff to appear on the show, please email us. No, no, no! Why are you? Oh my God, no! You are seriously. We'll tally the number of votes on people that want to see Jeff. You have have to. You have to understand, Jeff. None of us knew this. I didn't know this, and I was friends with Jeff before the show. And uh, and he would occasionally slip up and drop hints that he'd had another job, but then would claim up immediately. So we spent a whole year, third year, going drug dealer. Was he running like? Was he running? Was he a coyote and running illegals across the border? What was this job? My secret shame. I know. Did he kill people with machetes? No. He was on the heat of the night. Stop! Stop! Oh my God! The credits. This is why I shouldn't do these things. Yeah. Well, you should, uh, you grifters out there should be tweeting Jeff Thorne for leverage right no, now. No, <laughs> no, ignore these people. Hashtag Jeff Thorne on leverage. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. What's your Twitter? Your Twitter's at Gymnasium, right? Yeah, but we don't. Want, no, no, it's not that. It's not oh, you that at all. That. No, I don't do Twitter. I don't tweet. Oh, nice <laughs> try. There you go. Okay, well, moving on. I'm sure our fans want to hear about this question. Do you guys have any rituals or superstitions inside the writers' room? Mm. Uh, Not mix them up. Other than me drinking, um, good lines go bits. on cards. Yeah, bits. We have room bits. Yeah. Room we bits. have bits. bits. That, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of there's there are certain bit like recurring jokes that are like touchstones that when the room gets slow you go back to and that gets everyone laughing again and then you kind of sadly the in. best ones are too dark to share and too horrible. But Cas- the room Casper runs- the Lovely Bones. Is- <laughs> <laughs> I love Casper the Lovely Bones. Oh. That was a pretty good one. Oh, Casper the Lovely that is great. That is a great thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey Casper, how'd you die? No, no, don't no, tell him Casper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so awful. What? Oh, uh, Dubious Downing. That's a that's romantic right. yeah, yeah, time traveling. To Chris time- being bad at time travel. <laughs> yeah. um, Sinister Fetus was a good room bit when you're pregnant. That was, that was nice. <laughs> no, it's it, it really is. It's. It's very tribal, and you get like these okay. little you create yeah, these we, little. Yeah, we start we start to speak in twin language too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come in, they go, "What are you guys saying?" Well, we're, just, we're just reference referencing half a bit, so that yeah. it's like that joke about prisoners. Just saying the numbers, the page numbers from the joke. You can actually that was earlier. It, yeah. it, it's genius. Carve it. That's it. And that's like twenty minutes for us. <laughs> Well, that's seriously what it's like to be back in the room because, like, for me, not being a funny person naturally and not being more of a drama writer, but, like, being in the room, it socializes me and it makes me, like, a slightly funnier version of what I normally am, mm-hmm. you know? Well, really? You don't it think does. you're funny? Well, I guess I'm funny. I don't know. I mean, you're a stand-up. Yeah, I feel yeah. that you're, way. You've worked on a king and yeah, queen. Yeah, you guys like, yeah. are at a different so level. Like, like. Yeah, maybe I'm funny for... Like people who aren't in that world, you know. Right. So, so yeah, I don't know. I think that's what being in the room is like for me. I feel yeah. like that. I, I, the, the humor aspect of the show is the most daunting aspect to me. I'm an action adventure type of person, uh, and being able to be in the room and sort of fall into the bits and it's it's like it's cleansing in a way and uplifting. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's our superpower as a show is we're funny. The, the yep. leverage doesn't take itself too seriously. We take ourselves seriously when it's appropriate. We have a lot of melodrama. We're a pulp show. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if a good joke gets in the script, we don't kill jokes. No. We'll no. fight for a joke. I'll fight for a joke <laughs> faster than I'll fight for a stunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd like to hear from all of you on this next question. Uh, what makes the leverage writer's room different than other shows or projects you've worked on? And how has the room changed over the years? Well, Joe, it's a good question yeah. for you, right? You've been on some shows. Yeah, yeah. I think this this show is probably the most positive room that I've ever been in. I mean, it's a very kind of communal, open, friendly, um, safe room, you mm-hmm. know, where some other writers' rooms can be a little bit more intimidating. And there's definitely much more of a hierarchy in terms of, like, what you can say and what you can't say and mm-hmm. who you can disagree with and not disagree with. So it's a very positive room. Um, it's definitely been very, very good experience for me. Yeah, the, the hierarchy in this show is the best idea wins, yes. and we don't care where the ideas come from. Yeah, best it's idea wins, and that's it's an open it's an open room. I mean, Chris and I get to decide like, okay, that one if there's three good ideas on the table, but that's because we've been doing this longer. So that's merit. pretty much it. Merit. Uh, merit. It is it is merit, and you know certainly you're not uh, you know there's on other one hours sometimes as a staff writer you're not even supposed to talk. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to oh. sit there and get assigned material and go off and write. I mean, our you know we don't hire writers to go type. We hire writers to contribute to the show. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, that is one of the things that's different is you're expected to solve other people's problems, too. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. thing Chris always says, you get as many points for an assist as you do for a goal. You know, in the leverage writer's room. Okay. Well, and now our fans are looking for some teasers. Oh, Since each season seems to have a theme and last season was consequences, what theme should we be looking for in the new season? Uh, rebuilding. It's rebuilding. It's, it's uh, you know, Nate Ford has realized that this life leads to ashes and he has mm-hmm. to make a choice. Now whether he'll manage to pull it off is a perfectly good question. But, you know, he's got, a, he's got a plan in mind, a big plan for the year, and we'll see if he manages to do it. And that kind of leads us into our next question about the show. How will the move to Portland affect the way the show's written? Uh, other than mentioning Portland, I well, mean, really, it was the fact we wanted to finally be able to use a wide shot, not live yeah, on the city. Yeah, but, but I think you know, we in shooting the show in Portland, uh, we all kind of 
fell in love with Portland yeah. by spending yeah. time shooting up there. Yeah. It is a really u- uh, unique American city. It is. Uh, it celebrates its weirdness. It is a city of people who are not cynical, who yeah. who are really into what they're into, and it can be you know micro brewing or dumpster diving or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And or I think building giant tech companies. There's right. really no scale yeah, in right. Portland in any way, shape, or form. Attack everything with equal gusto. But uh, I think we're really going to try and make Portland a character yeah. on the show in in, a, in ways that the other cities... And Bo- I mean, Boston gave the show a kind of provincial feeling, but I think yeah. Portland's going to give it even more of a quirky personality. And also not a personality that's been seen a lot on TV, yeah. which makes a difference. But we did, we actually were talking the other day that Parker's... Parker's a line where she's like, I'm normal in this city. You understand? Like, I'm normal here. This is great. Um, no, and it's and it's got a great look. It's a port city just like Boston. I mean, a lot of the crime stuff travels over, you know, as far as the genre goes. But, yeah, it's, uh, Chris right. We just love the city. We just want to be able to say it and be able to, you know, we, we, we transitioned a couple cases to that region last year, kind of intentionally see how it worked, and it works. So we'll see how it goes. Well, and I've got my fingers crossed for this next question. Can you give us some clues as to what jobs we can look forward to this season? Uh, what can we say? Well, we already <laughs> we, well we already on the on the other podcast we blew the cheerleading thing. Oh, we did. Okay. We did. We mentioned that. <laughs> we mentioned that. Uh, so we're doing one with cheerleading, uh, which has really got us angry. Like it was interesting. Like of all the horrible, like uh, fake drugs and poison food. <laughs> oh my god! It was and horrible. car crashes and stuff. The cheerleading one. The the, the writers room was literally ah. This is oh super horrible. <laughs> the evil twin episode. Uh, evil twin. No evil twin episode. Yeah. No, we're not doing. No, we're not doing, doing the evil twin. I they, evil twins oh, with please. the beard. Everyone has <laughs> no, a spark beard. Uh, no. <laughs> No, we're not doing that. No, that's our community crossover. We're not. Don't tell people we're doing that. Uh, Let's see. We're taking advantage of a lot of stuff that's in Portland, and we're just Mm -hmm. taking advantage of something very large in Portland for the season opener. So you can go try to figure out what that is. Yeah, be Uh, cryptic. I like. Yeah, be cryptic. Let's see. Doing a Um, we're doing a period one that's also we're doing a period one. We're doing another flashback one. Yeah, Yeah. we are. We're doing one where we we get inside the the uh, the Mark's mind. We get deep inside the Mark's mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are doing another. Double double up where we split the team, except this time oh, it's cool. probably a slightly a slightly different split. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it's probably Elliot and Hardison and Parker, and then Nate and Sophie off on their adventure. So that'll be fun. That'd be probably be the summer finale this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So there's 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 some stuff that we did last year which seems crazy, and then everyone loves so much we're like we're gonna do that again. <laughs> and then uh, and then you know some straight up the straight up the middle stuff. A lot of fun. Well, last but not least. Twitter kind of exploded after our last podcast, so the fans <laughs> need to know: Are you really going to cut Christian's hair? I love the fact that Christian in the podcast, and I said, "Are you going to cut your hair this year?" He went, oh, "It's up to you," and I went, oh, "It's up to me." I can't get him to keep from jumping in front of cars. <laughs> I can't. I can't get him to stop endangering his life on a daily basis on my television show. Uh, we will probably try to keep it at a length that everybody likes, but I doubt it will come back. Short. Two words oh. for you. Felicity. <laughs> by the way, by the way, everyone who dug in on this, like all the female fans, like, do not cut his hair. Chris was actually the one who dug in hardest. He's like, I remember Felicity. I remember what happened. I'm not we are not doing Felicity it. Felicity like, Yeah, but kind of a different look. No. So you can thank Downey, all you all you uh, Christian Longhair fans. You can thank Downey. He dug in on that one hard. Well, Grifters, that's it for this edition of the Leverage 10 Inside the Writer's Room. Be sure to stay tuned for more special podcast episodes, and we'll see you next time. And don't forget, you can always get your Leverage fixed by downloading all your favorite episodes on iTunes. Thanks again, Grifters.